Kings fans, it's time for game night. And he scores! Wins it in overtime! With a comprehensive look at the upcoming game, including a look at the Kings and their opponents. Coming in off the right wing, took it to the net. Interviews, analysis with notes, news, and scores from around the NHL. And your calls. Let us know what's on your mind. Call us now at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. It's game night, and it starts now. Kings fans, welcome back. I am Jesse Cohen, coming to you live from the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center here in downtown L.A. It's game number 65 for your L.A. Kings, as tonight they take on the Washington Capitals here at Crypto.com Arena. Capitals are playing the final game of a four-game road trip, looking to complete the California sweep, having picked up wins in San Jose and Anaheim after dropping the first game on the trip to the Buffalo Sabres last Sunday. The Kings, meanwhile, are hoping to extend their winning streak to four games as they will try and finish out this three-game homestand a perfect 3-0. Will the Kings emerge tonight winners of four in a row? We'll find out in just over an hour, but for now... We're taking your questions and comments here at LA Kings Game Night. Just call in 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. The trade deadline was last week. We covered a lot of that Saturday. Actually, we covered all of it. So tonight we are a little bit light on uh, news. In fact, in my notes, I have nothing written down for Kings News because... Everything happened last week. Uh, lineup changes, however. It looks like Zach McEwen will be in the lineup tonight. Todd McClellan informed us this morning that they would make a decision on who to replace uh, out of the lineup after warm-ups. So we will find out who Zach McEwen is skating with during warm-ups. Phoenix Copley is believed to be the starter tonight. And it looks like uh, Gavrikov will once again pair with Matt Roy. And we'll talk about the defensive pairings and the reasonings for them later in the show. As I said, Phoenix Copley, tonight's projected starting netminder for your LA Kings, 19-4-2 on the season, an 899 save percentage and a 2.79 goals against. Still first overall in percentage of shot attempts blocked by teammates and still first overall in percentage of unblocked shot attempts on goal. Percentage, excuse me, of unblocked Shot attempts on goal. All that means is that uh, the LA Kings are very, very good at blocking shots. Very, very good at suppressing shots. Uh, all of the sort of secondary level of uh, defensive metrics have the Kings near the top of the list. Uh, it, not top five or top three in a number of categories. Clearing rebounds, preventing slot shots, preventing passes through the crease, etc. They do a tremendous job of protecting their goalies. Familiar faces on the Washington Capitals. Nick Dowd, a seventh-round draft pick of the LA Kings, 198th overall back in 2009 from Huntsville, Alabama. The odd NHL player from Alabama. Played 91 games for the LA Kings from 2015 to 2018. Was traded to Vancouver in December of 2017 for Jordan Subban. He's found himself a nice role in Washington after signing there in July of 2018. And, of course, Arlo Dowd, his dog, is a former Bark Madness champion. Uh, and Nick and Paige Dowd have a tremendous charity organization called Dowd's Crowd. If you want to look that into that, you can uh, Google it. 
Another familiar face, Darcy Kemper, played 19 games for the LA Kings back in 2017-18. Put up a record of 10-1-3 with the Kings, a 9-3-2 save percentage, 2.1 goals against. He was traded to the Coyotes February 21st uh, for Scott Wedgwood and Tobias Reeder. Kemper would go on to sign with the Coyotes, played with them until he joined the Avalanche last season, helped Colorado to their first Stanley Cup one since 2001. So those are your familiar faces with the Washington Capitals. Out-of-town scoreboard tonight, important games in the route to the playoffs. San Jose playing at Winnipeg, Edmonton at Buffalo, Calgary at Dallas, Nashville at Vancouver, and the Magic Numbers, three of those teams, uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Nashville. The magic number is 33. For Calgary, just 26. And again, if you're unclear what the magic numbers are, that is any combination of points earned by the Kings or points that those teams fail to earn. You uh, subtract those numbers from 33 in this case. And uh, when the number is zero, well, that team can no longer pass the LA Kings. So that is going to do it for our notes and news. Go ahead, call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20 for a chance to win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Kings game. And uh, as I said, if you want to uh, just call and say hi, tell me who your favorite King is, share some memories uh, of Kings of days gone by, whatever it is, 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. Now, Todd McClellan was asked uh, following the previous game what he thought of Matt Roy and Vladislav Gavrikov as a pair, and he shared his thoughts following the game. Um, I, I thought, again, they both played solid games. They uh, killed plays when they needed to kill plays. Um, I saw some offensive instincts in, in Gavrikov tonight where he jumped in and went to holes and kept alive some offensive plays. And I was told he has, he has that in his game. Um, on the other hand, we broke up a pretty good pair in Jersey and and Roy, and I think tonight we saw Dursey in a different position that he should be used to but isn't. And now he has to retrieve a lot more, and that has to get uh, polished up. So, um, you know, as we're trying to tinker around, we we help one and maybe hinder the other, but we want everybody flexible so that they can play um, in and out of the lineup. I want you to remember that quote that we just played from Todd McClellan. It is going to come up later on in the show but uh tom mcclellan talking about gavrikov and roy uh and their effectiveness and uh and again talking about how strengthening one pair uh may perhaps temporarily hinder another pair uh and but ultimately they need all seven defensemen ready and primed to go should they be called upon talk to alex i as well uh he was asked about the ability of gabriel velardi and Kevin Fiala to move in space to handle the puck and how that frees him up uh, as a player on a line with either of those two players. You can trust that they'll get the puck and, uh, you know, they have such uh, puck protection skills that gives you a little more time to get open, I guess. Get open for the puck and be ready for it. So, um, Gabe, yeah, Gabe and Kevin have... You know, they got that where they don't have to look up. You know, they, they know where guys are coming from, the, the perception. So, you know, it's, it's been fun with those guys. It's Alex Iafala with praise for uh, Gabriel Velarde and Kevin Fiala. New player Zach McEwen spoke to us uh, the other morning and was asked uh, about his listening preferences. 
and uh, what his favorite podcast is. I don't really listen to many podcasts. I'm more of a music guy. What's your favorite band? Uh, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Uh, it's that right. Yeah, no, it's, it's match made in heaven, if you ask me. Yeah. Where do you come down on Five Guys or In-N-Out? Oh, In-N-Out, for sure. All right, if you couldn't hear that, apologies for the sound quality there. That was the new L.A. King, Zach McEwen, stating his affection for the Red Hot Chili Peppers and In-N-Out. So a match made in heaven, as he said, coming here to L.A., known for In-N-Out and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, L.A. King scored an empty net goal against the St. Louis Blues here on Saturday night, and I had an opportunity to ask Todd McClellan if there was an extra little emotional punch when your team manages to score an empty net goal against an opponent late in a game. Oh, yeah, there's relief. You can breathe. Like, I don't know about being happy for the goal. Like, it's just as a team, okay, we've we've got it near the end. But I've also seen teams go out and uh, there's so much relief, they just kind of go to sleep, and now you're doing it all over again. So we kind of give the guys a, uh, a little, okay, let's get this done, clean it up last minute or 30 seconds or whatever. But there is a lot of relief when you do score an empty net or to, to make it two, three, four, whatever the difference is. We're going to call back that quote we heard earlier from Todd McClellan about Sean Dersey and Alex Edler. And uh, Todd talked about... Uh, actually, before we do that, we're going to go ahead and take a call from Mark. Mark, how are you doing? Are you with us? Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm on the uh, 110 freeway, just about to get off on Olympic Boulevard and go see the Los Angeles Kings play uh, against uh, a very, very good team. A very good team indeed. Uh, Mark, uh, where are you sitting tonight? I don't know. I'm going with a couple of work buddies. We just opened up a restaurant over there by uh, the Farmer's Market on Fairfax, so we decided to kind of take everybody out. We got uh, sweet seats. Uh, free parking, so uh, it's looking pretty good so far. Excellent. Well, it looks like uh, you should be in for a good game, I hope. What's on your mind tonight as it uh, pertains to the LA Kings, Mark? Uh, well, it's not really the Kings. The Kings are, you know, the Kings are going to do the Kings. I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, Alex Ovechkin. I'm, I'm, you know, he, he might be potentially one of the players that's going to pass one of the great ones, so it would be nice to see, you know, him with my own eyes out there. I've seen him a lot on... Uh, on uh, just watching on TV, but it, uh, I don't think I've ever seen him uh, play live. Well, we talked to Todd McClellan this morning. You'll hear from him, from him later uh, in the program talking about that very player, Alex Ovechkin, and uh, I think he's at 36 goals this year in 52 games, if I'm not mistaken. I was looking at it earlier today. Um, widely considered the greatest goal scorer of this generation, and I suppose if he keeps on the pace he's on, yeah, you're right, he could wind up, sorry, 35 goals, not 36. Uh, but in just 59 games, so an impressive, yet another impressive season from uh, Alex Ovechkin, who doesn't seem to age. Mark, are you a Kings fan or a hockey fan? I'm a Kings fan. I've been a Kings fan probably for about 35 years. I've seen a lot of really good players where, you know, the Kings colors and uh, just throughout the years, uh, you know, once in a while you get to see these big guys like, you know, Alex Ovechkin, Wayne Gretzky, a couple of really, really good players. Uh, back in their prime when it was a different game, a lot more hitting, a lot more fighting. So it's it's. I think this is a guy that grew up in that you know the end of that era and and is part of the uh, the new hockey era. And he seems to be a very strong, dominant player who has a really really great shot from the left hand side. 
Yeah, the reason I ask, Mark, is I'm just curious, as a Kings fan, do you want him to break Wayne Gretzky's all-time goals record? Well, I, I mean, I still consider Wayne Gretzky an Edmonton Oiler. Uh, we, we did get him in 88, but, uh, you know, he did, most, he did most of his damage in Edmonton. So I'm a hockey, I'm a hockey fan first, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll always root for the Kings fans. I don't put a name on the back of my jersey because I'll never get traded. I like that. I like that very much, Mark. It's about the name on the front, right? Not the name on the back. Well, Mark, That's thank you very right. much That's for calling. Right. Uh, I hope that uh, I hope the Kings get two points, but I hope you get to see a good game from Ovechkin. Wow, the hey, Kings me too. Thanks come away from the win. Thanks for calling in, Mark. Going back to uh, that quote we were talking about uh, earlier, Todd McClellan talking about retrievals uh, from Sean Dursey. Uh, he clarified in a, in a conversation he had with the media after uh, practice yesterday. The way we have it set up and the way we started doing it based on who was on our team uh, is why we chose that guy. But um, it's, I guess I should have clarified that. Like the, It only happens in, in moments in the game. The rest of the free play stuff is, is a lefty going back or a righty going back. And that's almost more common, well, it is more common than maybe what I was talking about last night. If you're wondering what Todd McClellan is talking about there, uh, he's talking about the 1-3-1 deployment that the Kings use, which sees the left defenseman taking the spot on on the left side of the three players in the 1-3-1. If you're not familiar with the 1-3-1, it is simply one player up front, one player drops back, and three players line up in the middle. So it's 1-3-1. And in this case, the left defenseman for the LA Kings takes the left spot of the three players in the middle and the right defenseman is the player who hangs back so he was talking about the shift that Sean Dursey has to make now moving from the left side uh, on a pair when he skates with Matt Roy to now the right side of a pair when he skates with Alex Edler so in the 1-3-1 Sean Dursey's responsibilities now shift he is no longer part of the players trying to prevent an entry he is now the player in the back going to retrieve the puck if the opponent chooses to chip it in, dump the puck in because they can't get through the uh, 1-4 checker and the three players clogging up the middle. And Sean Dursey has been playing the left side all year and so might have gotten out of practice on puck retrievals and maybe out of practice uh, on those breakout passes trying to get the rush headed back the other way when he makes a successful retrieval. So that's what Todd McClellan was talking about there. But then that led to another interesting question, which is in the past, Todd McClellan has talked about the need to let your personnel dictate your strategy. The kind of players you have should uh, inform the strategy you use with those players. And so the question was asked, well, is the current crop of players that the team has, why those the left shot defenseman has that responsibility and the right shot defenseman has that responsibility um well they when we came the righties were that and that's why we chose to have them handle the puck a little bit more so you have todd mcclellan confirming that the fact that drew dowdy sean walker sean dersey jordan spence helge Granz, down in uh, in european juniors uh, auto celine the fact that the Kings have a propensity for acquiring right-shot defensemen who are puck movers, strong skaters, offensive-minded, and then loading up on your Jacob Muvarares, your Kirill Kirsanovs, Mikey Anderson, uh, etc. on the left side, that type of player, uh, down in Ontario, Cameron Gaunt's fitting that mold. It turns out not at all a coincidence 
In fact, uh, it is part of the roster decisions that informed the strategic decisions. Um, and uh, so that was just an interesting, I thought, look into the coaching staff and uh, and some of the deployment that they made on the ice. We're going to take a break right now when we come back. More from Todd McClellan. This is LA Kings Game Night. I'm Jesse Cohen. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back. The LA Kings play here. Valley Sports West. Patrick Gold! And now, you have more wins to watch than ever. With your service provider. To win it! Yeah! Or with the all-new Valley Sports Plus, available on the Valley Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Valley Sports West. The home for L.A. Kings hockey. Score a goal and join the team that is building a stronger L.A. Join the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. LADWP is an excellent place to work with competitive pay, excellent benefits, and many opportunities for professional and personal growth. If you're ready for a change, this is your chance. A job for you is ready and waiting. There are over 150 different types of jobs open to anyone that meets the minimum qualifications. Visit joinladwp.com for more information. That's joinladwp.com. Idling in L.A. traffic is like being in the penalty box. Instead, skip the timeout and the high cost of parking by going Metro to Crypto.com Arena. Take the Metro A, E, or J line and exit at Pico Station. Crypto.com Arena is just a short walk from the station. Download the Tap app and make things easier by loading your tap card with round-trip fare before the game to save time. To plan your trip, visit Metro.net slash gameday. Go Kings, go! And go Metro! Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest-growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. Choose your games, choose your experience, and save big. The most flexible LA Kings ticket package is now available. Pick up to 10 vouchers and use them on your schedule. Visit lakings.com slash flex for more information. And we'll see you at the game. Go Kings! This is L.A. Kings Game Night. Make your voice heard. Call 877-KINGS-20. Back to the action on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A. where the Washington Capitals are in town to take on your L.A. Kings here at Crypto.com Arena. In the last segment... We were talking about defense, specifically uh, Gavrikov, Sean Dersey, and Matt Roy, because uh, Gavrikov expected to play his second game alongside Matt Roy tonight, which means that Sean Dersey will play alongside Alex Edler. But I want to focus in on Gavrikov and Roy. Todd McClellan was asked about the performance of his new defenseman wearing number 84. Minutes went up a little bit more. Um, I think we had eight minutes of penalty kill, so he... We saw some time, extra time there. Played with Matt Roy, so got a little extra time there. And I think he's feeling more and more comfortable. What well, he's four or five days in now, 
and feeling more comfortable, and we're feeling more comfortable with him too. Tom McClellan was asked uh, to talk about what he felt about the pairing specifically of Gavrikov and Matt Roy, number 84 and number 3. Pretty solid. They're almost mirror images of each other, uh, lefty and righty. And, and, you know, there's obviously differences, but uh, they both heavy, hard, shut down, uh, break plays up, and then jump in. Now, it's just one game, and the purpose of the statistics that I'm about to read are not to be applied to single games. They're meant to be evaluated over a long period of time, but nonetheless, I'm going to do it anyway. In that game against the St. Louis Blues, uh, Matt Roy and Vladislav Gavrikov were uh, at a 92.7% control rate on expected goals, 84.8% control of Corsi 4 They were on the ice for two goals for, zero goals against, and while they were out there together, ten high-danger chances for the LA Kings, just one against. That is a dominant second pair for the LA Kings if Sean Dersey and Alex Edler or Sean Walker and Sean Dersey or Sean Walker and Alex Edler, whatever combination of players can can come together and scrape uh, solid defensive shifts together as a third pair. You have Mikey Anderson, Andrew Doughty, and Vladislav Gavrikov and Matt Roy as two incredibly reliable, incredibly effective defensive pairs on the blue line for the Kings with 18 games left on the schedule. That is not to say that those two will always be paired together. Todd McClellan has been very clear in his desire to work guys in and out of the lineup to try and, try and determine just what exactly they have out there. But so far, in an incredibly small sample size, one game, uh, that pair looks very effective. We will see tonight if they can replicate that against a very different team, the Washington Capitals, compared to the St. Louis Blues. A new face, another new face in the lineup, uh, number 17 tonight, Zach McEwen. Todd McClellan talked about his new forward. We traded an ingredient for an ingredient, not, not a lot different difference in size, but the big thing is the shot, the ability to have an extra right-handed shot. Uh, Brandon will get an opportunity to play a little bit more in, in Philly than he would have played here, and uh, Zach's got to be excited about being here, but uh, big body, he skates well, um, seemed to handle the puck well today in practice. He'll have to get used to what's going on around, but um, happy to have him. Just Tom McClellan there saying again, happy to have uh, Zach McEwen. He is coming back Zach McEwen is from uh, three and a half weeks, I believe he said, from uh, missing time with a broken jaw. Uh, we had an opportunity to talk to him earlier uh, this week. You heard him earlier say that he's a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> and in and out uh, We asked him how his jaw was doing because the type of game he's going to play obviously would be somewhat hindered uh, if a player had concerns about an injury like that. But uh, he spoke to us about the status of his recovered jaw. Uh, just feeling good. Uh, you know, I did uh, took the time to heal it up. I was wired shut for four weeks, which was which was not the uh, most ideal four weeks of my life. But um, now, yeah, it's feeling good, feeling strong. I just got to wear that, uh, you know, protector for a couple of weeks, and uh, I'll be back to uh, good as new. And he has been wearing that protector in the practices that we've watched. He, I'm told, he skated in warmups. Uh, before the St. Louis Blues game, I did not see him with my own eyes as I was hosting LA Kings game night during warm-ups. But 
during practice that I have seen, he has worn the uh, the jaw protector. We'll see how long he winds up wearing that. Now, Todd McClellan was asked a question that I confess I was a little bit shy to ask, and that question was, are the LA Kings paying attention to the fact that they're in a position now to contend for not just the Pacific Division title, but also the Western Conference title? He was asked, are they paying attention to that, or is the focus exclusively on trying to make the playoffs right now? Don't look at it either way right now. Just play. Play and keep getting better and keep getting better. We're aware of where teams are. We're aware of where we are. But we haven't set a goal, hey, let's win this or do that. Let's just keep playing and improve. Get the new guys in right now and make sure that they feel comfortable and figure out how we're doing things. Uh, Stay healthy. Stay on top of our game. And if we do those things... Wins will take care of themselves, and we'll look up at the end of the year. If we're lucky enough, we'll play past the regular season. That answer right there is why I had not yet asked the question myself, because I imagine that any coach, any player who is aware that their answers will be scrutinized uh, when asked if they're paying attention to seeds, to potential for winning a division or a, or a, a conference title, Unless there is some specific situation uh, that that lends itself to that as a goal, I think uh, particularly in a situation the Kings are in right now, unlikely that they would uh, publicly admit to being uh, that concerned with it. Todd McClellan was also asked about his second line, which is presently made up of Kevin Fiala, Phil Deneau, and Victor Arvidsson, a line that has looked like they look like they're good but has maybe struggled to put it all together uh, until a strong showing against the St. Louis Blues. You know they led our group I believe the other day in in opportunities and chances with that group I, I think they have to remember to shoot. They look really good sometimes moving the puck around and, and dipsy doodling and making plays and, and they're all really good plays. But the, the end goal is to put the little black thing in the net, and they have to shoot the puck sometimes to, to get that done. I know they hear it from us so much that they probably get numb to it, and it's no big deal. But I think if they shot the puck a little bit more, they would score more. There you have it. Uh, looking at the numbers from that previous game, that line was incredibly effective, but as Todd McClellan said, not managing to put the puck in the back of the net. Now, fortunately for them, Andre Kopitar... Adrian Kempe and Gabriel Velarde have all been scoring enough that the Kings have three wins in a row. So not a terribly huge concern, but in order to make it deep in the playoffs, you need scoring for multiple different lines. You need depth. You need consistent contribution. Tom McClellan was also asked about the possibility of focusing on putting together a checking line, a line whose primary responsibility is uh, defense, toughness, truculence, grit, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Todd McClellan shied away from the notion that, uh, that that was a priority in today's game. We take the, the ingredients that were, were dealt. We try and put pairs and combinations together. Checking lines were quite powerful back in the day. I think of Anaheim's with Sammy Paulson and Nita Meyer. That was, what, 15 years ago? Now, if you're a player that's accustomed to playing 17, 18, 19 minutes and you're watching the other guys go out all the time, you lose all sense of rhythm. 
If you're playing in the top two lines, you should have checking skills as well. Todd McClellan talking about the need for all the players on the roster to be able to play that role because they're not going to devote a single line, as he said there, the Sammy Paulson, Rob Niedermeyer, uh, Travis Moan, I believe, was the third member of that checking line so effective for the Anaheim Ducks back in 2007. Todd McClellan was also asked about the expanded roster after the trade deadline and uh, the need to get everybody on that roster playing time because... 23 players is the limit up to the trade deadline. Once the trade deadline comes and goes, rosters expand and your only limit is what the salary cap will keep you to. And Todd McClellan talked about the difficulties juggling an expanded roster down the stretch into the playoffs. I don't think there's a um, real clear path to this guy's really playing poor and he's got to come out. That happens sometimes. But after the deadline, we have... um, you know, a, a larger team with, with more players on it. And we have some new players that we think will be important. They have to play to get used to what, what's going on. And not everybody can dress. The, the problems or the issues that we have with sitting players out are great issues right now. That's where we wanted to get to. Because some good players aren't playing on a nightly basis. And... Um, just the way it is, and that's we've starved for this for years, and we're finally getting here. There you have it, Todd McClellan saying it's a good problem to have, one they're happy to have. As you can hear, the uh, music swelling and Trevor Raybone announcing warm-ups in the background. That means we're going to take a break. When we come back, duly noted with Zach Dooley. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. (laughs) Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Hey, Kings fans, own your terrain and get moving with Cooper. Now through November 14th, you'll get up to a $70 reward when you buy a set of four qualifying tires. Choose from all-season and high-performance favorites, including the Discoverer AT3 family of tires and more. You can even register your rebate online. It's quick and easy. Visit coopertire.com for forms, terms, and conditions, and to find a Cooper Tires retailer near you. Go with the Coopers. The L.A. Kings. Play here. Score! Valley Sports West. Patrick Gold! And now, you have more wins to watch than ever. With your service provider. To win it! Yeah! Or with the all-new Valley Sports Plus. Available on the Valley Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Valley Sports West. Your home for L.A. Kings hockey. Traveling to L.A. for a Kings game? Travel package is available for select home games. Bundle your hotel and tickets with friends and save up to $400. Game opponents include Sharks, Flyers, Bruins, Devils, Sabres, and more. These discounted hotel rates will only last a short time. So lock in your hotel and tickets now. Enjoy the game and save some cash and bundle your hotel and tickets while you still can. Bundle pricing based on a group of four. Book now at LAKings.com slash travel. That's LAKings.com slash travel. 
You're listening to Los Angeles Kings Hockey. Go Kings, go! On KEIB AM 1150 Los Angeles. An iHeart radio station. We return to LA Kings Game Night. A pregame look at the Kings on your LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A. where the L.A. Kings and Washington Capitals have taken the ice here at Crypto.com Arena for warm-ups. That means it's time for Duly Noted. Call Duly. Duly. Let's call Duly. Duly loves a good party. Duly. Duly in the house. Duly's in the house. Yeah, yeah Duly Noted. It's time for warm-ups. That means it's time for Duly Noted. Joining me now is Zach Dewey. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, doing very well. How are you? Excellent, thank you. The Kings going for four in a row and a perfect three out of three on this little mini homestand. They play Colorado on Thursday, which is a road game, but it's one lone close road game in the middle of a month full of home games. That is accurate. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any more details. I've kind that. of viewed this month as like 11 games, not three, right. one, and seven, but it is a three game homestand. It, it just, it feels like the Kings are home all month and it's a trip that's, you know, practice, travel, play, return. And it's not, you know, more than one night in a hotel. So it's, it's an easy trip as far as, um, wear and tear and travel. Um, not an easy trip when you go to Colorado, but really does feel like this is an extended homestand, but to get potentially three straight wins to start it off, uh, is massive. The reason I'm sort of focusing on the schedule so much is that whether or not the schedule matters. It's that time of the year, right? Yes, but yeah. it's also it's totally it's totally dependent on what type of mood the player or coach you're asking is in. So on days earlier this year when Todd McClellan didn't want to give any strength to the notion of schedule, the phrase was the schedule is what it is. Mm-hmm. We know what it is, we game planned it. But then on days when they were struggling to find practice days or there were particularly challenging, you know, travel dates or whatever, then suddenly it became, well, right. we're working to find it. So the fact that we have, like you said, an entire month, they play Colorado on Thursday, then they don't leave Crypto.com Arena again until the 28th against Calgary and the 30th against Edmonton. You know, I brought it up the other day and received the sort of, no, it's not that big a deal answer, but I was wondering how important it is to have all these home days, all these practice days, when you're trying to work now three players into the system that, that Todd has repeatedly mentioned as being at least not nothing, mm-hmm. right? Learning the uh, learning the vocabulary. I would imagine that having these practice, even if it's not the practice, just not having to worry about getting yourself to the airport, packing, you know, preparation, you know, whatever. I don't am not part of the traveling team, obviously, so I don't know how much prep work goes into a road trip, but I could imagine just ha- making sure everything's done before you go. It's one less thing to worry about if you're a new player. I actually think it's the opposite. Oh, because right. when you're on the road, the only thing you're worried about is hockey. Fair. Um, when you're at home, especially if you're a new player, you're worrying about where am I going to live? Do I have family coming? You know, How are they getting settled? How's my kid? How's my dog? How's my move going? But when you're on the road, your schedule is so to the hour documented and set up for you. Transportation from hotel to rink is arranged, transportation back is arranged, meals are arranged, all these things are arranged and they're all on schedule that it's, I actually find it myself, it's a lot easier to have my routine on the road Hmm. because that's all you're doing is you're on this schedule, you have these practices, you have these games, you have these days off and they're all very segmented. Um, 
the practice standpoint, sure. Um, you know, sometimes on the road, you, you don't have the practice time. Practice time is limited. Um, so that part, it could be harder when you're at home as they're this month. The Kings can map out their practices as they want. But from that getting into the group standpoint, I think it's actually a lot easier sometimes to do that on the road and to kind of focus strictly on the hockey side of it. A road trip can almost be a better way to do that in some ways. Well, either way, the official answer from Todd McClellan was that it doesn't matter. The schedule is what the schedule is. There it so. is. The schedule is what the schedule <laughs> is. And the schedule is that barring a major playoff push from a Calgary or a Nashville and barring a major collapse from the LA Kings at this point, that conversation that you and I had about getting in versus worrying about seeding, the needle is starting to move closer to conversation. I wouldn't, we're not there yet. Still entirely, you know, the, the fight is still on, but conversations of seeding now begin to matter. And the opponents, unlike Seattle and Mon or excuse me, St. Louis and Montreal, tonight's opponent, the Washington Capitals, their conversation is firmly getting in. They're the kind, you know, we talked about teams that are after the deadline, sellers, whatever. Washington, a team I would think very dangerous to play uh, at a moment like this on the schedule. Because they still have, you know, their core intact. Um, they did sell off a few pending free agents, but they also added some future pieces who are currently NHL contributors like Erasmus Sandin. So they're in an interesting spot. The wildcard race in the East is very, very up for grabs. Um, there's like something like six teams fighting for two spots, all separated by, you know, just a, a weekend's worth of games really from flipping. So very interesting race there. And when you, when you look at the King side of it, you're starting to hear the word division asked as often as you are the word playoffs, which I think is exactly what you just said. I kind of wrote about this yesterday. Um, I think that if you ask the team, it's first getting in. Um, you know, Todd McClellan gave a long answer yesterday about how the standings, they don't look at the standings, they don't really matter. But at the end, it was like a line of, and hopefully if we do these things, we'll be playing after the regular season. So I think that the team's focus, first and foremost, is on getting into the playoffs. Um, it's not a formality, but it's the Kings are in a very good spot to, like you said, something would have to drastically go wrong to not happen. Um, so I think that's kind of the goal from the Kings side first and foremost. And then from there, you balance, hey, how how much do we want to push for, say, a division title or home ice advantage versus maybe giving some rest to certain players who have played 80 some odd games and want to be fresh going into the playoffs. I think you kind of have that conversation once you're in a place you're comfortable with, which for the Kings would be a playoff spot. Based on what we saw this morning, it looks like Phoenix Copley will be a net. Zach McEwen will be on the fourth line or bottom six, yep. whatever the line winds up being. And it looks like Gavrikov uh, will, again, play with Matt Roy, presumably, based on what I saw. Correct me if I'm wrong there. I don't think Gavrikov skated, but I wouldn't say anything suggests a change, right? right? It looks like the same 6D will play, for right. sure. Yeah. Have to imagine off of a night when, when they were a very possession-dominant pairing, they would keep going, I would think. And when Todd McClellan was asked about potential lineup changes, he said, right. might have one on the forward line. Yep. So that was yep. where I was sort of putting two and two together. But as always... Wait for warm-ups, which is happening as people are listening to this. As always, wait for warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but we're beginning to see, you know, little tinkers, not sweeping. You know, Todd McClellan mentioned, again, we're recording this immediately following the morning uh, availability with Todd McClellan, talked about the fact that, you know, the changes in the lineup now, game to game, are not, oh, this player's playing terribly, we need to hide him or get him out of the lineup. Now we're just experimenting, we're figuring out 
Zach McEwen has to play with the LA Kings if he's going to play with the LA Kings, right? You need to find out what you've got. And these are the kind of lineup changes we're seeing now. It's a, it's, it's a one in, one out. It's not a guy who will sit that maybe deserves to sit, mm-hmm. but it's a guy going in who deserves to be in. And it's kind of been hard luck on an Anderson Dolan, right? Because guys have had to come into the lineup. They've had to get Grundstrom back up and running. They have to get McEwen back up and running. Had to get Kaliev back up and running. And Anderson Dolan kind of found himself as the odd man out despite a, a pretty solid stretch in a bottom six role. So I think down the stretch, we're going to see it with the forwards and we're going to see it with the D. Lineup changes will be made night to night just to prevent losing players. And it wouldn't be surprising to see a change made with an Anderson Dolan to get him into a game here soon. So he isn't a guy who's lost down the stretch. Um, you have to imagine there's a group of forwards who are cemented, locked into their spots, not coming out. That's probably your top nine. And on that fourth line, you have guys playing well, guys doing things the right way, but will probably have to come out to accommodate guys who are coming back in. And that doesn't even factor in the fact that, you know, Trevor Moore will eventually work his way back in the lineup as well. The Washington Capitals, as Todd McClellan pointed out in availability this morning, are scoring a bunch of goals lately, eight against San Jose on Saturday. Just three against the Ducks, but prior to that, four against Buffalo, uh, six against the Rangers. This is a pot. I mean, any team that has Alex Ovechkin, despite my previous complaints about his career and the attention it gets, he's a he is an offense unto himself. And mm-hmm. as Tom McClellan pointed out, the rest of the team is perfectly capable of of keeping pace with Alex Ovechkin. The cup core up front is still intact, right? Ovechkin, mm-hmm. Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshie, Wilson. These guys all very good offensive players, all expected to be in the lineup, uh, to my knowledge, and all guys who are more than capable of, of putting the puck into the net. Obviously, Ovechkin is a force onto himself. Um, you have to game plan for him specifically on a power play. Um, has the capability to change a game with his shot in the blink of an eye. So you have to count for that. Um, very tough player to play against. And this is a team that has given the Kings some trouble over the last few years. They've been a tough, a tough opponent for the Kings. There are some similarities stylistically to how the two teams play, which kind of limits open ice if both teams are playing at their best. Um, so it could be the team that's best able to exploit the other team's system, which is similar to their own, that, that could get the win today. Yeah, full disclosure, I'm not intimately familiar with the Washington Capitals' style, style of play, but I yeah. was surprised at how candid Todd McClellan was about the fact that he felt they, I think, was it he the one that used the term mirror image? He did. And said, you know, whoever executes better is going to win this game. Right. I, I don't know that I'd ever heard him speak about an, another team in that terminology. Heard Trent Yanni say it once about the Boston Bruins last year when they beat mm-hmm. the Kings seven nothing, and he said <laughs> our group may have felt what it felt what it feels like to play against themselves. I that, yeah, um, and that's really the only time, like you, I, I could really remember that direct of a comparison between the Kings and the opposition. Yeah, uh, familiar faces. Nick Dowd. Uh, Kings fans should remember Nick Dowd. I, I personally love Nick Dowd. Rare hockey player from Alabama. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Huntsville, Alabama. Wow. Nick Dowd, yeah. Um, great person. Did he play at Alabama Huntsville? No. No. <laughs> I don't remember. Went out of state. Uh, no. Um, but uh, he and his wife, Paige, and their dog, Arlo, uh, hold a soft spot in the heart of many Kings fans. Maybe not all Kings fans. But uh, Phoenix Copley, formerly of the Washington Capitals, getting the start tonight. And presumably Darcy Kemper uh, getting the start tonight. Although, by the time people are hearing this, that might have been overturned but uh revenge games all around like you said uh before we started recording a double revenge game potentially copley facing his former team and kemper facing his former team and for copley 
He's faced just about every team in the league at this point, but not every team. And the Capitals are one of five or six that he has not faced yet in his career. So no vitals and splits uh, for Copley's history against the Capitals. But have to imagine that he is innately familiar with Washington and its pieces. And you have to imagine that Washington is innately familiar with Phoenix Copley and his style of play in that. The Washington Capitals, I believe, three and seven in their last ten, which I, just honestly to me makes them that much more dangerous, a team that needs to start winning. Um, and there aren't many players like Ovechkin in the in the following regard. Uh, maybe Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby, players that when they come in, in the back of my head, I'm sure the players and the coaches would never uh, can you know concede this. But in my mind, I'm just thinking, okay, he'll have a point tonight. It's like you're starting 0-1. How do you how do you go yeah. from there? Type thing. I mean, he, he's a he's a game breaker, no doubt about it. He, he's the kind of guy I don't think about it that way, but I kind of do think it's like he's a guy I'm excited to watch tonight. Yeah. And you're excited to watch him because he produces points. You have to imagine, yeah, he's probably getting down the score sheet. Um, I looked it up earlier. I believe he has six goals from his last seven against the Kings. So he does produce against LA. Um, he is that kind of guy who you have to game plan specifically for. It's probably single digit players who you can say that about, but in the power play aspect of, of his game, even if you ignore even strength, you have to know that he's going to want to shoot the puck from that area on the ice. You know, the Capitals want to get him the puck and you have to be able to defend it because like you said, they have lost seven of their last 10, but those three wins have come in their last four. So they've played better hockey as of late. They just dropped eight the other night in San Jose, a dangerous team fighting for its playoff life. And you have to think that the core there, despite selling some of those secondary pieces, still highly motivated to prove that they can make it a, a race down the stretch in the wild card. We saw two very different games in the last two from the LA Kings, the uh, Montreal game, a low event, uh, low event. <laughs> game. The St. Louis game started strong for the Kings and maybe slipped a little bit out of their hands at times, but pulled through and came yep. out with the win. Anything you're looking for early tonight to uh, to indicate a strong performance for the Kings? I want to see exactly what they did out of the gates against St. Louis because even though they did concede the first goal in that game, um, it was not – or sorry, they didn't concede the first. They got the first goal, but they eventually lost the lead. Um, the first five to seven minutes were dominant. Like The Kings were buzzing out of the gates, looked like they had a lot of energy, and I thought they had that energy until they took a pair of penalties in the first period. That kind of sent it downhill. But if you can come out of the gates the way they did against the Blues, they were turning shifts over between lines, forcing turnovers, shot volume, get it back, shoot it again. There were some good chances in there. That's the way they, I think, should want to start every game. So if they can do similar things, I, I, you'd like to think that they would, would have similar results. There's no answer for this, and I'm not sure that there's even an appropriate time to ask the question of players or coaches, except for maybe in the offseason. But it was something that came up in my mind this morning listening to Todd McClellan talk about penalties. Whether or not it is statistically true anymore, it is a trope that penalties are called less consistently in the postseason. I've seen arguments that they're actually called at a higher rate, but plays potential penalties, you know, triple. And so the percentage of plays that could be called, you know, that actually are called goes down, even if the total rate goes blah, 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 blah. What I'm wondering is, is there, a, is there a slow shift in how the games are officiated by the officials in the month leading up to the playoffs? Um, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. Again, no answer, just yeah. planting a conversational seed. You feel like you really notice it whenever the game goes to overtime, mm -hmm. right? Like if it's, if it's in overtime, 
the the fan or the viewer mentality that we have thinks, okay, unless it's a delay of game or a high stick, it's not getting called unless it is the most egregious thing of all time. But the ticky tack stick fouls, the trips, the hooks, those things are given that extra level of grace kind of thing. It's certainly the mentality I've always had and thought is, you know, okay, it does kind of crescendo down into less come that time of the year. Be very interested to see like that on a graph. Like yeah. how does it actually track? How does it right. actually trend um, as you kind of get into March and April and then eventually get into the postseason? Or is it just a flip, a switch? I, for some reason, I cannot stop flipping the words switch and flip. Switch flip. <laughs> In my senses. Flip, anyway. Zach, probably, probably a good time to end this. Yeah, thing. I'm going to yeah. flip the switch on yeah, this. <laughs> Duly noted. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Duly noted. Right, that was duly noted. Kings fans, stick around. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, final thoughts from Todd McClellan and a look around the out-of-town scoreboard. This is LA Kings Game Night. I'm Jesse Cohen. We'll be right back. Yamaba Resort and Casino at San Manuel has another reason for you to come in today. For a limited time only, Yamaba is giving all new and inactive members a buy one, get one free buffet. Plus, new members can win up to $1,000 in free play for signing up a Club Serrano membership. You'll earn rewards from playing any of the 6,800 slots or table games. Experience SoCal's best buffet and resort. Yamaba is your home to big wins and even bigger prizes. Go for a BOGO today. Details at Yamaba.com slash new member. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. If you want the best care for kids in California, come to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. CHLA is the highest-ranked children's hospital in California and a top hospital in the nation on the prestigious U.S. News & World Report on a roll of the best children's hospitals. CHLA provides outstanding patient-centered care, trains the physicians, nurses, and caregivers of tomorrow, and conducts life-saving research to help bring more cures to more kids. For the best care for kids in California, visit chla.org. The L.A. Kings play here. Score! Arvidsson! Valley Sports West. Patrick Gold! And now, you have more wins to watch than ever. With your service provider. To win it! Or with the all-new Valley Sports Plus, available on the Valley Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Valley Sports West. Your home for L.A. Kings hockey. Experience the future of connectivity with Spectrum One. You get Spectrum Internet, delivering the fastest speeds in the nation for $49.99 a month. Advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced privacy and security, free for 12 months. And a Spectrum Mobile line with unlimited talk, text, and data, plus nationwide 5G, free for 12 months. That's Spectrum One. Visit Spectrum.com or your local Spectrum store today. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Kings fans, be sure to sign up for the LA Kings VIP e-newsletter. By signing up, you'll receive exclusive pre-sale access to playoff tickets, special offers, inside scoop, and more. For all the details and information, visit lakings.com slash e-news. And go Kings! We return to LA Kings game night. A pre-game look at the Kings on your LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A. The L.A. Kings and Washington Capitals have completed warm-ups here at Crypto.com Arena. 
And it looks like Zach McEwen will indeed slot in for Arthur Kaliev on that fourth line alongside Rasmus Kupari and Carl Grundstrom. No other changes to the forward core. And as we said earlier, Vladislav Gavrikov will skate alongside Matt Roy for the second game, meaning Alex Edler and Sean Dersey will return on the third pair. Out-of-town scoreboards, not a lot of help for the Kings tonight as the Edmonton Oilers defeated the Sabres 3-2. Connor McDavid scoring his 53rd and 54th goals on the season. Uh, the Sharks defeated the Jets in overtime, meaning the Jets pick up one point. And out in Dallas, the Calgary Flames up 3-2 over the Stars. Blackhawks defeating the Senators, or beating the Senators, 4-0 with nine minutes left in the second. Predators and Canucks set to take off at the same time as your L.A. Kings. Todd McClellan was asked about tonight's opponent, the Washington Capitals, and Alex Ovechkin, and had this, this to say about that. It's almost like a carbon copy of one team structure versus another team structure. So who can do it better tonight? Um, I, I think you'll see that when you can see it. Their power play has been running in the last five or six games at like 32-33%. And they've been scoring goals by the boatload. So Ovechkin plays a big part in that. But there's others that are that have the hot hand. Even with some of the trades they've made, they've been able to put big numbers up. So that's the type of game we expect from them. Should be a good game indeed. We hope, as always, that the Kings come away with two points. That is going to do it for this edition of LA Kings Game Night. Huge thanks, as always, to our in-arena producer, Jake Warner, and Jeff Cabot, producing back at the iHeart Studio in Burbank. LA Kings game night will return Saturday night as the Kings play on the road Thursday in Colorado. But Saturday night, the National Predators excuse me, visit Crypto.com Arena. For now, we're taking our final break. And when we return, Hall of Famer Nick Nixon and Daryl Evans have the call as your LA Kings face off against the Washington Capitals. This has been LA Kings game night. I've been Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. Draw a shot. Score! You've been listening to King's Game Night with a complete look at the King's upcoming game. Be sure to join us immediately after the game for King's Talk. Call in again with your questions and comments at 877-KINGS-20. And now, stay tuned for L.A. King's Hockey. Coming up right here on the L.A. King's iHeart Audio Network.